0: Our first category belief is, uh, I'm not worthy. The second is, I'm not perfect. The third is, I'm not safe. And the fourth is, I'm not free. So worth, perfectionism, safety, and freedom.
1: I'm your host, Anna Malikian. And before we start, please remember to visit Mindset, zone. Yes, instead of .com, it's the zone. To access all the episodes and other amazing resources, all at mindset zone. And if you want to get a free copy of my book, Mindset Zone, the first chapter, please go to mindset zone. Today, my special guest is Raj Bandhu Raj is a speaker and a brand expert who uses photography to communicate people's unique stories and missions. He has a unique talent in helping people feel safe to self-express themselves as unique human beings. Welcome to the Mindset Zone, Raj. Thank you, Anna. It's such a pleasure to be here. And uh, just full disclosure here, I work with Raj for my photos that are now on my present website. And it was a fascinating process and different than uh, I already had worked with other professional photographers before. But uh, what you... The way that you work with your clients is really special. It's more than a photo session. And uh, you have it very clear that you want to work with people who are passionate about their purpose and about their mission. And usually they, they have some reservations to be in front of a camera. Tell us a little bit about that.
0: Absolutely. And thank you for that shout out, Anna. It was such a pleasure working with you on your photos and your website is absolutely stunning, your new website. So if you haven't seen Anna's new website, go check it out right now. (laughs) Now, going back to your question. So I work with entrepreneurs, coaches, uh, speakers, and many of my clients tend to be in a later phase of life and career. So right now, I often work with people and particularly women over the age of 40. My clients are often in their 40s, 50s, 60s, who have been, been very successful in many aspects of their life. They've been very successful in their careers and you know, family, etc. Uh, but they often feel like they have won something more. They want the opportunity to express themselves more authentically. Uh, however, what comes in the way often are scripts that society has programmed into us. And they worry about, like, I hear things like, I'm too old for a photo shoot, or I need to lose weight. I need to lose 20 pounds that I gained during COVID or before, like, you know, before I can show up in front of a camera, or I don't know how to pose. And there are all these concerns that that come up, which, you know, initially when I started doing this, I tried to address those directly and then realized there was some more underlying limiting beliefs that 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 were there for the that were causing these
1: and before going more into the the limiting beliefs that is a lot about the work that we do here in the mindset zone is the mindsets those beliefs that are underneath them i want just to press the pause button or uh, and unpack a little bit this relationship with the lenses or the camera or even in a mirror at home because like I said in the beginning, already I already took professional photos before and I was happy with them. Um, for me, when I decided to work with you was a lot about, I don't know how to pose, that was the fear or how to use it. And the, But I think I see a lot of the dynamics that you are speaking there about not photogenic or I don't like this photo a lot. The, When we are, my husband loves to take photos, to post in his Facebook of us going out for dinner Mm -hmm. and so forth and I'm always very picky and my daughter even more about the photos. I I don't look good in Mm -hmm. this photo, I don't like that photo. So there is absolutely that dynamic and I remember growing up looking in front of the mirror, mainly in my teenager years, that there were days that I was, oh, I like it. Oh my gosh, how can... Anybody I like what is reflected there? So there was a lot of ambivalence in terms of our uh, self-perception, mm-hmm. the image that we have of us. And I think, like you are saying, for a woman and with the years, with the decades and the social kind of norms, yeah. we put a lot of that in the top. So make it difficult to stand out yeah. and to self-express. Yeah.
0: And, you know, women, especially like, you know, you don't see a lot of representation for women over 40, a good representation in media, either. It's like you have a lot of younger actresses and stuff. And then apparently, when you hit a certain age, you're supposed to age out and disappear. And so that doesn't help those kinds of social conventions.
1: And the uh, the ones that are out there, lots of makeup, yeah. lots of photoshop, plastic surgery. the words plastic <laughs> yeah. surgery. so this the standard is like, uh, because I still remember even I absolutely love the photos that we took, and i I adore them, and I'm using them in my social media and website and all the things. But I remember some of them, I noticed my neck. Oh my gosh, some wrinkles. I have to get a better cream for my neck. So I'm not absolutely immune. To all of this, but I, I think this point, uh, this more systemic point of we don't have much representation mm-hmm. in terms. Things are changing a little. Yeah. I have to say, uh, mainly even in the news, we are seeing anchors and people commenters uh, already with all different sizes, colors, yeah. and yeah. shapes. That honestly, if we look back 10 years ago, uh, maybe Barbara, um, the one in 60 minutes was one of the exceptions. Some of the the anchors that they had there, uh, they were uh, white and um, blonde, but they uh, they were women of a certain age, so to speak. They had break by all the amazing work that they had done before. They were breaking that the glass ceiling, but now there is a little bit more diversity. But if we open a magazine, uh, not so much.
0: Yeah, and often in magazines and fashion, there are older actresses or models who are who are being shown nowadays. But then they get celebrated for how young they look. Yes, it's like Jennifer Lopez or Linda Evangelista, or you see some of them, and it's like, oh, they look like they're twenty-five. Like, wow, that's it's like. Yeah, it's it's still that that those biases still exist.
1: Absolutely. And, And even people like Jane Fonda, that she in many ways being upfront with her age and all of that, but she recognized that she did a couple more plastic surgeries that she will ideally wish to because of the the importance of the way that and right. the, the own expectations that she put in herself. So with all these social systemic things around us and men will have their own share of yeah. social pressures, but let's focus now in here in the woman of a certain age, doing a really, um, they're dent in the universe through their businesses and through their yeah. professional lives out there that nowadays implies to have a personal brand and sticking our head above the the water and being noticed and seen so having those photos is so important you were speaking before about the underlying uh beliefs so what do you think that is the core of this
0: as I've worked with clients, I've noticed that there, are, you know, all these limiting beliefs that come up. I'm too old. I'm, you know, I need to lose weight. Blah blah blah. Uh, but they fall under four categories, and these categories roughly map to our general like wounds or triggers that come up in different aspects of life, even in our relationships or work life and so on. Our first category belief is uh, I'm not worthy. The second is I'm not perfect. The third is i'm not safe and the fourth is i'm not free so worth perfectionism safety and freedom so those are four categories
1: can we unpack a little bit each yeah. of them
0: so worth is often you know your sense of imposter syndrome that's another mm. an example of uh not feeling worthy so you often feel like and worthiness can often be a deeper sense of like i don't belong or i'm not You know, I'm not worthy of this thing I'm trying to do. So if you're doing a photo shoot for your brand, then you may feel, or for your company, you may feel like, oh, I'm an imposter. I don't actually deserve to be running a company or running this brand. Well, why should clients come to me? So there's a deeper sense of self-worth that we struggle, many of us struggle with, including me. And that often shows up when you're in front of camera. It's like as oh I'm not worthy of this photo shoot I'm not worthy of uh, being photographed and you want to hide
1: and sometimes because uh, when I think about that uh, is the also the dynamic of investing I will going to invest them. Uh, maybe just the old photo will do right or maybe I can stay in the other side of the curtain and do my thing without being visible and why should I inv- invest um, this way about uh, yeah it's the word is the yeah. i'm not worthy to put these resources yeah to show up in the world because i i don't know if i deserve that
0: yeah exactly and when it comes down to personal branding one of my clients said this amazing phrase and that was you cannot hide in your personal brand <laughs> if you are building a business or, you know, career based on who you are, like you know, a solo business or as a speaker, there is no way you can hide. You have to put yourself out there.
1: And I will argue, even if you are working in an organization and you are doing a leadership role there is the same dynamic. How do you say, mm-hmm. you cannot hide, if you are a leader, you have to yeah. lead, you have to be visible in that company, in that role, yeah. but you have to be out there. You cannot be, uh, so there is the part, and if you start to represent the company in many different ways, you from social events, to professional events, to meetings, yeah. You really have to step out of your comfort zone uh, and play the role. Mm-hmm. In the business world, they speak about the executive presence. You have to, and and that in many ways take us. Okay, I'm not worthy. And mm-hmm. then uh, even if you think no, I have the experience, I have something that is important to put out there, then almost goes to the second one. That yeah. oh, but I don't look like a. I'm not perfect i i, yeah. I want to look uh, uh no bugs under my eyes no and uh, no showing the wrinkles but i want to show the experience so uh, so tell us a little bit about the i'm not perfect dynamic
0: yeah so perfectionism is you know is everywhere nowadays right like everyone well you know it's almost celebrated this kind of unhealthy perfectionism everything needs to be perfect and This is true, particularly for women in many ways, like women are expected to be not just, you know, nowadays, perfect, you know, people at work in terms of accomplishing stuff, but also Perfect, you know, wives and mothers, and you know, having you know the woman who has it all, kind of stereotype. So that's that's a that's a you know manifestation of perfectionism. And the social media, and especially Instagram, has completely taken that to a new level, especially visually. On Instagram, especially if you look at branding photos, it's like your house is perfect, your hair is perfect, your clothes are perfect, your face is perfect, your dog is perfect, your children are perfect. <laughs> Everything you know needs to look perfect, right? And there is this kind of culture of of perfection in branding, and like, you know, this kind of everything needs to look happy and positive all the time. Uh, So, for me, the way I see perfection is a fear of vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Perfectionism is a fear of being judged. You want to be perfect because Brene Brown defines it this way perfectionism is driven by external motivation, external fear of being judged. It's not. I mean, perfection, people who are who have perfectionist tendencies often justified as, oh, I have high standards. But truly high standards, when you have just high, healthy high standards, that's an intrinsic motivation. You want to do something better because you care about it genuinely from the inside. But when you're being perfectionist, it's about you're worried about what other people will perceive it, right? And the, the cure for perfectionism is vulnerability. When you are showing yours more of yourself. And when you're being perfect, like imagine if if your brand looked absolutely perfect, right, what would I feel? When I look at somebody who looks perfect on social media, I feel intimidated, I feel a little overwhelmed, I feel inadequate a little bit. Those feelings come up for me. I imagine they come up for others too.
1: So- And it's always that balance. So they say we want to look professional, We want to look good and there's nothing wrong about that. Nothing wrong about that. Until what, uh, until, because I, I, again, going back, we almost put like the microscope, the the magnifier lens, when I was seeing the photos, oh, my hair, I should have put a little bit more gel in the hair. The necklace was not really well centered. There's always, there was a wrinkle in my clothing. There was, is that the desire of everything to have to be perfect? perfect align. the line and the better photos are there more candid photos that allow us to show more who we are yeah and that, that so is I'm gonna that ask you the question
0: like how did how did your audience react to those photos
1: I think i would say so far great people love yeah. to see the diversity of the photos and the photos I look fantastic or yeah. you say, it's also helping you in your work that you do. Okay, we have a makeup artist working with us. Yeah. And uh, for uh, a photo shoot, make all the sense to do that. Yeah. So there is a certain level that we are there, that the, the work that, and that take us to the third one, because I think is, I, I'm not safe. Is that safety? You absolutely make your clients feel safe.
0: So let, let me finish a thought about the yep. about the perfection. The, the reason I asked you that question is your clients probably in your audience don't care that you have that wrinkle in your shirt or that <laughs> necklace is not perfectly centered or that hair didn't have that extra bit of gel. Because they're not there for you to be perfect. They are there because you are professional and they have some you have something to offer that they want that is not based on just your perfect looks. Yeah. That is based on knowledge, that is based on wisdom, that is based on something else that they want to connect with you about. And so, thinking about when you put yourself in the position of like, how do I build a better and more authentic connection with my client or my audience through my photos? Then, the answer for that is you need to bring in a little more vulnerability and a little more genuine. Oh, you know who you are. Show a little bit more realness because that builds connection rather than putting yourself on this perfectionism pedestal. So wanted to complete that thought.
1: Yeah. Yes, and and these so they say we have to be relatable, make sense, and is that finding the right balance, balance that we are being vulnerable and still look professional? And how does not feeling safe place here? Yeah. So
0: safety is interesting because there are two kind of aspects to it. There is obviously physical safety and, you know, women in our society, you know, because of misogyny and other things, they're used to scanning for safety all the time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And especially if you are in an unfamiliar space, in an unfamiliar situation with unfamiliar people, even if that's, you know, there's nothing explicitly wrong with it, there's always a sense of like, oh, this is like not familiar. So yes. there's a physical safety factor. And then secondly, there's emotional safety, right? And that is true for everyone of all genders. Being photographed feels extremely vulnerable. You are showing these things about yourself that, you know, you normally don't show. Your photographer is going to like see you in certain ways that uh, that you normally don't show anyone else. And so, and then you're going to try some things that, you know, that might feel weird or silly or like, you know, because you know, you're exploring new sides of yourself. So that can feel unsafe if you don't, you know, uh, if you don't have a space that supports you and you you feel like you're not going to be judged for that, All right? So there's a physical and an emotional safety factor. And one of my clients once told me, I never feel spontaneous or playful in front of the camera, but I'm always very spontaneous and playful in real life. Because, and that's because like, in order to have spontaneity and playfulness, you most people first need to feel safe to do it.
1: Yeah. And that, because I think all of these are connected, but of not knowing what to do. I'm not a a professional model, so uh, I don't know what is the thing that I'm supposed, the thing that I'm supposed to be doing. And that is a lot uh, I don't feel safe in trying new things. Right.
0: And that's related to, I don't feel free, but with freedom, what, what it's about is that even if you feel safe, you might feel constrained by society. It's like posing is a good one. Like when people say, I don't know how to pose, they typically mean that I have seen these standard poses that, you know, models do on Instagram and I don't know how to do that. That's true for photographers too. Photographers are taught those standard poses all the time. And, you know, those standard poses are meant for certain bodies and they have evolved over centuries. You know, even Greek statues have those standard poses. But... Those are meant for certain bodies, and there is no reason to believe that those are the only ways to express yourself. Your body knows how to express itself in its own way, but we feel that we have to express and fit into those boxes. Same thing goes for clothes, for colors that you wear, and so on. There are these conventions of what looks professional or what looks like like a branding thing. And you are supposed to wear these certain kinds of outfits. And so many of my clients, you know, who are especially women of color, they come from very colorful cultures. And they have spent their entire lives wearing gray suits in corporate world because that's what took them to where they are today. But they come to me and when they talk about it, they feel like, I wish I could wear my colorful, like, you know, clothes from my culture more. I wish I could wear this jewelry that my, you know, I love to wear in my regular life. And so that's the sense of like feeling constrained and not free because of social conventions
1: because it's it's like this all come together, it's the worthiness, it's standing in your own power, Uh, allow yourself to be vulnerable, be real, be yourself, and show yourself as a human being, as as a person, and feel the safety that allow you to do that, and free to try new things and explore new dimensions of you. So I see all of these connected, yeah. and in the process that you work with people because you have a, it's not just a photo shoot you do all the pre-work, the pre-interview, the mood board for for uh, for you to have the that uh, the idea of what we are looking for and then how you work with stories and how you integrate all of that and But I really would like to focus on something that you are doing nowadays that I absolutely find genius, that you are bringing an intimacy coach Mm -hmm. to help you on the photo shoot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. One thing that uh, you need to
0: know about me as context is that i have you know i have worked with uh, an intimacy coach in the past as me and my partner were navigating our relationship my partner you know about 5 years ago went from he went to went through a gender transition from female to male and we had a very complicated marriage to navigate but we, we got a lot of support from intimacy coaches and and therapists. And so I remember that experience. And then I also ended up training, doing some basic training as an intimacy coach. And I remember one of the tasks or one of the biggest jobs that an intimacy coach does is not really telling you how to better have, have better sex or relationships. It's actually creating a safe space for you to be able to talk about topics that are extremely awkward, feel extremely vulnerable, and you would normally not feel safe talking about out in the world, right? You've, you've, they, you, a good intimacy coaches create that space for you. And once that space is created, just like any therapist, and you're a psychologist, you probably know some about this that people solve their own problems when yes. they have the right space and empathy and support for that. Right. And I remember that experience. And when I started photographing, especially doing this kind of branding photography, I realized that a lot of the challenges that were coming up for people in front of a camera are not that different from from the challenges that come up in their relationships and, and their sex life. Like, it's the same things. It's like, you know, you might not feel worthy of a relationship. You feel like you have to be perfect. You feel you might not feel safe with certain people or you might not feel free to express your desires same those kinds of things come up. And so I started exploring the idea of like, what if I had this additional support or additional person in my session, even in my professional shoots, even if I'm not doing anything related to sex or relationships, it's perfectly like a branding session. What if I had somebody who had the skills to create that extra level of safe safety, that extra level of support, of empathy, of listening, basically be an advocate for my client. And that has been amazing like my clients who are speakers and coaches and authors and who are, who, are, who I do these branding shoots with they rave about the experience afterwards especially that experience of having that that person there who they feel completely safe with and whose job is to completely attune to the client and make sure that they are they are they're they're feeling safe they're feeling supported at every step
1: and they can self-express and that way uh liberates you to focus on the photos on the story on the narrative that the uh, the image are going to tell exactly Exactly. Uh, and uh, i i see some of your more recent photo shoots and it's absolutely amazing what you are doing uh, in terms of the telling the story. And the other thing is the range. It's not just one. Um, yes, the the images are uh, two-dimensional, these photos, mm-hmm. but you are telling a multi-dimensional story there.
0: Yeah. Because going back to the, the vulnerability and connection piece, right? Like if you are just showing like one side of yourself, like, you know, most of us, we are used to taking photos if you take selfies, for example, from a certain angle with a certain way, we all have our face that we make in front of a camera. And that's good. That's good that that works. But you're missing, if you're not showing more sides of yourself, and not just physical sides, but more emotional range about yourself, you're missing opportunities for connection, right? Right in your brand in anyone's brand you are telling a wide range of stories about yourself right in your speech if you're a speaker you're telling stories that that hit all kinds of emotions you're not just telling saying only happy sentences right that wouldn't be a story in a speech so you're taking your clients on an emotional journey so why not reflect that journey also in your photos Yeah, that is an opportunity to create an emotional connection with your clients.
1: Yeah, that contrast and the diversity there. And that is really the price of this. What I found out of working with you and I see that the people that I know that are working with you is almost a personal development. It, it is a, po- a personal yeah. development journey.
0: Yeah. I mean, ultimately, I, I, I'm learning to see myself that photography is actually can be a cure for that feeling of imposter syndrome, because I've had multiple times where I, you know, I show a photo set of photos to a client, and she's a coach or a speaker or something, but a little bit, you know, feeling a little bit like nervous about that. And then they look at the photos and be like, wow, I look like a speaker. Yes. <laughs> I look like a coach. Of course I can do this. Brains process images so much faster than and effectively than words. That can be like very, very powerful. And that stays with you for life. Like you can yeah. always go back to that image and be like, of course I can, I, I can be a coach.
1: Of course I can be a speaker. Yeah, that's confidence. The yeah. self-confidence there, because it's very with the, even if we just look in the mirror, how do you say? It's so art sometimes, and like all that dynamics that we are speaking here, really play on there. Uh, but if we have that image, and if we feel more, um, more in our power, and uh, accepting who we are, and uh, feel safe, and uh, daring to uh, to try new things, then we look in the mirror, and we feel more confident, and yeah. uh, having a good set of photos. Uh, in, in our website, in our things, is like we, we, we It's much easier to be out there in mm. the in the digital world that is Absolutely. nowadays is so important. Even I say we're speaking about professional photos, and of course they can find out more about you in your website, and I will make sure that your website is in the show notes. But how I always like to bring things from. Uh, anybody listening to this, maybe they they are not now doing the photos, but they are doing selfies. They are doing uh, family photos. They are looking themselves in the mirror. Hmm. What can people learn from this process that can enrich their day to day? Maybe the way
0: I answer this question is I'm going to give you give your audience a couple of little tips. Well, I'm going to give one tip and one challenge. Okay. okay? The tip is my favorite posing tip that will take every pose you do, make it, make it like five times better, maybe 10 times better, I don't know. But this posing tip, this top secret posing tip is basically breathing. That's it. <sighs> Most of the time when you see photos that look awkward or quote unquote posed, that's because we've stopped breathing. And when we stop breathing, our shoulders get tight, our lips get tight. And that's the part that looks very awkward and forced. Mm. So every time, next time, whenever a camera is pointed at you, if someone else, you're taking a selfie, Take a deep breath through your nose and just let it go through your mouth. (sighs) Loosen your lips, relax your shoulders while you exhale, and then take the photo. And then, you know, whatever you want to show. That alone will kind of make your photos look so much more natural. So that's the first Mm -hmm. attempt. The second thing I want to do is a challenge. Next time you take a photo, maybe next time, next few times, whether you have a camera pointed at you by someone else or by yourself in a selfie, instead of going to your like go-to pose that you always have, we all have them, the go-to pose and face, take a second to think about what do you want your viewer to feel through this photo? It doesn't matter. Pick an emotion, okay? Like any human emotion that you want them to feel. It could be like you want them to feel uh relaxed, you want them to feel impressed, you want them to feel uh confident, you want them to feel contemplative, whatever, doesn't matter. Don't judge positive, negative, like all of that. Any human emotion is fine. Pick an emotion and make them feel that through your photo. Mm-hmm. Just do it. I love it. it. Don't think about it. it. Just make your feel them feel yeah. your imaginary viewer, make them feel something through your photo that's different from what you
1: normally do. That's the challenge embodying that emotion, think yeah. about the emotion that we want to communicate and just embody it without thinking about the expression, the angle, yeah. just embody that ex- that emotion. I yeah. like it. Yeah. So where do people can learn more about you?
0: You can go to my website, seriesaphotography.com. That's the best place to see my work as well as understand a little bit more about my process. I would love to connect with you on LinkedIn. Uh, it's under my name. Just look me up. It's not a very common name. <laughs> so it, it should be easy to find. And then I'm also on Instagram at Series A Photography. So any of those or all of them would be would be amazing.
1: And I will make sure that all these links are in the show notes too. So let's keep, I think we, by doing this work that you are describing here, we really can be more out there um helping people serving people uh, and uh, we need everybody so please everybody just step out of your comfort zone and uh, be more out there making a difference thank you so much raj
0: thank you so much and it was such a pleasure Expanding possibilities, the mindset zone.
1: thank you for listening and remember to visit mindset.com Zone. Yes, instead of .com, it's dot zone. There you can find all the episodes and other amazing resources all at mindset.zone. As always, I'm so grateful you are here. Expand what's possible for you, for the ones around you part of the world.